Thank you for tuning in to our podcast recorded live each week. Now sit back and enjoy the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Tighten your life vest, wrap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Good morning. Chattanooga area. Tony Sanders Outdoors is live. Live video. We're doing live everything this morning. We are live. We are live. Welcome back. Thank you, sir, very much. How's everything going? Really, really well. Is it weird to see yourself on the TV? Or a little computer? bit. A little bit. There's there's a, there's a delay, and I'm watching my mouth move, <laughs> and then I'm watching that camera over there. That one. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of weird. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm used to the seven-second delay, but there's like a really big delay on the live, so... Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, we are doing live. You can go to uh, Tony Sanders Outdoors TSO on Facebook, and you'll see the uh, the live video happening uh, right there on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not sure why people want to do that, unless people want to see what the heck we really look like. And the only thing I hope, and hopefully, <laughs> hope, what we have a face for radio. I can tell you that right now. The only thing I hope is is uh, that. The breaks, which we're we're you should be getting the audio through the microphones and all that. The only thing I hope is the breaks when we're on break, uh, that the audio is not going through the live video because that could be a problem. Yeah, that that could be a definite <laughs> problem. That could be a, a really big problem. It could have been a problem a few minutes ago when I was trying to get this set up and 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 using the. Uh, the proverbial seven words you're not supposed to use on the radio. <laughs> uh, yeah, there. Well, I think I thought there were like eight, but yeah, uh, I, I used most of them. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. This, you know, what the heck, right? Technology. We're skyping remotes now, and and Facebook and live, and I mean, worst case scenario. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna do the beep. Good. <laughs> we could use a dump button here on the uh, on the air. It'll be a, a lot safer. Welcome to. See, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, all right, we all right. need it. So, quit playing and let's do let's do outdoor show. All right, all right. So, a lot of things happening. Last week, you were not here. Yes, you were fishing. I was. I was in Johnson County, Tennessee. Johnson County, and that's up at the Virginia line ish. It is. We were about um, five miles from North Carolina and about fourteen from Virginia. So, if that tells you any place, how many fishing licenses did you have? Uh, just Tennessee. You didn't go into Virginia or North Carolina to fish? No, I did not. So, you know that for sure. Yes. Is there a sign out there that says "Welcome to North Carolina" or "Welcome to Virginia" on the river? Uh, no, but most of these rivers that we were fishing were in Tennessee, so I, I know we were in Tennessee, so I okay. did not violate any game laws that I'm aware of, but. That would be bad. Yeah, it would be, but I mean, yeah, 
I looked at the, uh, and I called you about this, I looked at the Virginia license uh, for like a three-day with trout stamp was like 80-something bucks or like 70, 80 bucks for a three-day with trout stamp and a North Carolina year-long license with trout stamp out of state is like 40. I don't know why Virginia is so high, but apparently they are. And the the only reason I looked at Virginia is we were looking at fishing one stream, and the only way we could get there was to go into Virginia, cut back, and then come. There's a road that goes up into Virginia and then cuts back into Tennessee, like in the upper eastern, most northeastern corner, but we didn't actually go fish that river. We fished the uh, South Holston. We fished the uh, Watauga. We fished Stony Creek, and we fished Beaver Dam Creek. So we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. Carter and I really had a good time. And um, You and like 30 other people, right? Yes, me and 30 other people. And let me go ahead and tell you right now, oh, my gosh, um, these guys, A, know how to camp, and B, know how to cook. Uh, the second night we were there, we had shrimp jambalaya with andouille sausage. It was awesome. It was so good, and it it was amazing. It was amazing. The uh, second night we did, you know, burgers and hot dogs and steaks and stuff like that on the grill. It was absolutely amazing. And we did breakfast one morning. There was biscuits, gravy, eggs, bacon, sausage, uh chicken fried steak you name it we had it and the breakfast so was this a fishing trip or an eating trip both both so it was we ate well on this trip but um i will eat any fish uh no we actually did not no i didn't actually keep any fish on on our trip so um the only the only there were a few bad parts and we'll get into that a little bit later but uh a lot of rain and I mean, by a lot of rain, I mean like 25 minutes worth of gully washing, downpour, thunderstorm, wind, rain. But uh, Carter's got a good tent, and uh, we stayed, for the most part, fairly dry. However, we did have a, a spider that was about the size of a quarter. We tried to get him out, but we figured, you know, he was in here, we'll let him stay. But, you know, he was there for like four days, so... We figured if he made it four days, we'll let him stay. He would not have lived four days in my tent. I know. Uh, it's exactly what I was thinking. But uh, we uh, we camped up there. We had a lightning strike within the camp. It was probably 50 yards from Carter and my tent. And um, I'll tell you what, that'll get your plaque flowing real quick. If And if you're not right with Jesus, you will come right with Jesus real quick because, wow, it was flashbang. And I could feel the hair on the back of my neck kind of moving a little bit. I know people say that, but I could actually feel the hair, the little hairs on the back of my neck after it hit. It was like this kind of, I don't know how to say it, it was kind of like this sizzle afterwards. And we looked and there was a, we kind of, glanced around and tried to find where it hit but uh there was a tree without there was a tree 
about 50 yards out that had lost a lot of branches and we're thinking that's what it hit so it was really close and um actually in show prep i've got some lightning uh information for people because we're starting to get into a stormy season and it's looking like uh there's going to be a lot of storms moving up uh very quickly into our area so i've got some lightning uh prevention stuff yeah i mean definitely don't need to get popped by lightning yeah that's a little closer than i would want it was it was really close and it was so loud um you don't realize how loud it is when you're at ground zero or close to ground zero and um it was it was interesting. I'll say that. So what what did you catch? I caught wild brown trout, wild rainbows, uh a whole bunch of big smallmouth, and by big I mean 17, 18, 19 inch smallmouth. And I'm trying to think if I caught anything else. No, that was it. Rainbow, brown, smallmouth. I could have hiked up and looked for some brook trout, but I didn't. Fly rod, all of it? Um, no. Uh, mostly fly rod. We were fishing the South Holston, and I was slinging a bug, and Carter and uh, Scott were going about five to one, and they were throwing a kind of a pumpkin seed tube for the smallmouth and when it got to five to one i thought you know what i'm gonna go ahead and try a spinning rod and uh smart well yeah i mean you know i I put down the fly rod picked up the spinning rod made a cast let it drift boom 17 inch smallmouth so yeah it was it was very effective on that river um the South Holston was a little bit off-colored. Um, Scott, the guy who was rowing us down river, said it was a little bit stained. So, you know, it wasn't really, really conducive to uh, fly fishing. But uh, I had a couple of hits on a fly, just couldn't hook up, but uh, ended up catching a few on that uh, tube for smallmouth. And um, it was highly effective. And, boy, did we get into some smallmouth. And uh, if you want to follow me on uh, facebook and follow tony sanders outdoors at tso um you can see some of the pictures of the smallmouth that i have taken on that trip so cool it was awesome one near-death experience but we'll get into that later yeah it um yeah i gave i gave uh, Beaverman a hard time yesterday he called styles the show and preempted this show with the story about your near-death experience yeah um, but he and and I asked him I asked him I asked him what he was doing, and he said he wanted to get his story out there before you gave yours. Oh, I'm going to throw him under the bus. I'll tell you that, that and that's right a, now. That was the words he used. Oh, I'm going to throw him under that bus right now. I mean, Carter's a great travel companion. Um, he he's he's a great guy, but uh, you know when you fall down in the river, you know he's the first guy to start laughing. You know, so you know, do I really want to be out here with him? Maybe, maybe not, you know. So listen in, we'll talk about my near-death experience a little bit later. But it was, <laughs> yeah, I, w- I was a little irked, but uh, there was irkage, and then the, then I came to the realization that, okay, I'm in trouble, so, you know, let it go. You were irked at you or Carter or? Well, a little bit of both. Ah. Um, 
I, I was more upset at myself, but Carter was sitting there laughing, and I'm like, okay, hey, I waved. I'm like, okay, this is not a laughing situation. I'm I'm in a little trouble here. You know, uh, this is not the time to be joking around. He's just sitting there just, hey. <laughs> so could have been worse. He He felt bad afterwards, and I let him feel bad for a little while, you know. <laughs> so I got caught in a little bit of quicksand and by quicksand i mean i got caught in some silt and um, right. yeah we we'll, we'll get into that when we come back yeah here rob's near-death experience on lake or on the river whatever watauga the watauga river mm-hmm. rob we about lost the trout professor on the watauga yeah it was close but <laughs> i've got some i've got some tips for anybody who's heading out today so all right when we come back uh we'll uh Get into this a little more. All right. The near death on the Watauga. We'll be right back. The old man ran the bait shop. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawns. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed for this area and provide you with knowledge to have a lawn that is the envy of all your neighbors. If you're a lawn care company owner, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Go to the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. If you need any outdoor supplies, there's only one place to go, Sportsman's Warehouse. They have all the equipment you need, as well as a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. If you want a firearm, then check out the thousands of guns they have on the shelf. If you don't see one you want, go to Sportsman'sWarehouse.com. Choose from over 6,700 models they have, and they will ship it directly to the store. Everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Outdoors, Highway 153 and Lee Highway. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. You know, one thing about going live is uh, when you see stuff happening, you're going, huh. Isn't that interesting? Yes. And you also realize how much gum I chew. (laughs) And yes, it is nicotine gum. Because I quit smoking 12 years ago and got addicted to the gum. Fair enough. Doctor said that's much better than the... uh, Well, it is. It is. Than than smoking. Yeah. I I have to admit. Uh, But I'm, I'm, I'm prepared to quit. Really? The gum. Okay. I'm impressed, but okay. So we're 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 gearing up to that to that process. Okay. So we'll see. It's pretty funny. I think it's funny. I mean, some oh, people may think it's sad, but well, no. I mean, you know, you you get on the gum to get off the cigarettes and all that, and then you know, it's still the same chemical. 
So now, and I got chastised last week for not talking outdoors. I was actually talking the royal wedding for a few minutes. Really? So, so I'm not. Yeah, I was because it was on. We were watching it live. Oh, okay, because it was on time delay. Yeah, okay. yeah, fair enough. But the, my whole reason for it was is number one, I think Meghan Markle's hot. I've always thought she was hot. Mm. Okay, that's just me. That's me. But two, I always thought Harry was the kind of guy that would be a great guy to sit down and just have a beer with in a pub and chit-chat with. I mean, he's a pilot. He's a uh, soldier. Soldier. He's an outdoor. I mean, he's just he's just one of those kind of guys. Yeah. And and it doesn't come across as that snooty guy. And And really where I got more impressed, I read an article about all the work he was doing with the Wounded Warriors oh, yeah. coming back from... Oh, yeah. from where he had served two terms, not mm-hmm. not one, but two tours. Um, and so I just, I mean, I always thought he was kind of an interesting person. So so anyway, so I got chastised by somebody that called in. And I like, okay, we won't talk about it anymore. But I wouldn't talk, it wasn't like I was talking about a lot. Well, It, was, it would probably be about what we just did then. That's yeah, all. It was topical at the moment. I mean, yeah. come on. You know, we're live and local. You know, we're, we're trying to give up with local stuff. So, you know, hey, it was a major news event. It was. All right. So, so let's go back to this story. Okay. Uh, quicksand story. So you're in the Watauga. You're waiting. I am. And just tell us what happened. I had waited in um, and, uh, well, actually, let me back up and say two things. And let me, let me say, this is not to make fun of you because this was, um, this was actually got pretty serious pretty quick. Yes. And, and it's. And what is even more, I think, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, more dire or more, no, it's not the right one. Anyway, you're an experienced guy. You spend a heck of a lot of time in standing in water. Yes. It's not like you're an amateur. No. So that's now. Now, All right. take it away. All right. So let me, let me back up a little bit prior to this. Uh, the day before, we were fishing upstream from where I went into the quicksand. And uh, I was standing there fishing, and um, a gentleman came up and said, Excuse me, sir. And I kind of turned around. And there was a Creel uh, survey guy who asked me, you know, uh, what are you catching, how long have you been fishing? And he was with the TWRA trying to do a Creel survey. So I gave him all the information. Exceptionally polite gentleman, just super, super nice. And he said, are y'all from here? And we said, no, we're from Chattanooga. He said, okay, are you aware that uh, whirling disease exists in the Watauga? And as soon as he said that, I said, we did a story on that. I remember that. I said, oh, gosh. I said, yeah, I am aware. I heard about that. He said, well, you may want to take precautions because the other two wild streams we were going to go fish later that day do not have whirling disease and I don't want to be the carrier. So after uh, this nice TWA Creel agent came by, uh, Carter and I ran down to Walmart and bought a uh, dollar spray bottle and bleach. And it's supposed to be 10% bleach to whatever, whatever. It's supposed to be 10% bleach. So we went like, we kind of went like, you know, 40, 60 on the bleach. And we hosed down everything we had before we went into the next stream just to make sure we weren't the ones who were going to transport whirling disease to these unaffected creeks. And we appreciate that. And and I really appreciate the TWA agent telling me that because, to be honest, I had forgotten it was up there. Also, he warned us about Didymo, uh, which is also in the Watauga. And, you know, we made some precautions on that and, and 
did the best we could. So uh, the other TWRA story I have is we on the smallmouth trip on Thursday, we took my vehicle to the takeout point, and we're going to run a shuttle. Well, we took my vehicle to the takeout point, which was a ramp, and uh, there were several tents on the ramp. Tents. Tents. On the ramp. On the ramp. Like, people decided, hey, this looks like a good place to camp. I'll just pitch my tent on an angle, and they were blocking the ramp. Um, and I don't know how to say this politely, but... Don't. The people looked a little bit sketchy. They were questionable to begin with. Um, they had already... We noticed some toilet paper out in the parking lot where they just decided to uh, relieve themselves right there and just threw the toilet paper on top. You're kidding me. No. So uh, our guide, Scott, said, well, I think I need to call the sheriff and call 911. I said, no, 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 no. I said, the sheriff won't do anything. I said, you need to call the TWRA and, you know, let them know that because this is a TWRA access, let them know what's going on. Well, when we came out that afternoon, all the tents were gone. Everything was cleaned up. It was a great parking lot to park in. Everything was good. So, well done, TWRA, on on two aspects of that. Okay. Go fishing uh, on Friday. And I waded into the Watauga. And I waded down probably about 100 maybe 100, 150 yards. Uh, Carter came back. He'd gone to the Subaru to pick up something he'd forgotten, and um, he wasn't catching any fish, and I was catching fish, so I gave him a fly that was working. And he's, you know, I gave him one, and he, you know, he had several hits on that fly, so yes, I tied good flies. Well, I decided, uh, I was looking at my watch because I knew Generation was going to be coming soon, and I thought, you know, okay, I'll get out uh, about 15 minutes early before Generation gets here, just to be safe. So I started wading up to the bank, and I was probably waist-deep thereabouts, and I saw this green vegetation, and, you know, I saw some silt. You know, I thought, okay, I can wade through this. Well... About four steps into it, I realized my left leg had gone all the way down. And when I mean all the way down, I was literally hip deep and my leg was stuck and I was having trouble getting it out. So I pulled my left leg out, which launched my right leg into the muck. So now I'm stuck again. Well, I'm trying to get through this and I thought, okay, well, I'll try and back out of this. So I turned around, tried to back out. And I could not get my legs to move. It, it was sucking me down, and I couldn't get my legs up. At one point, my left leg was literally up to my hip, and I thought, okay, don't put your whole foot down. Put your knee and your knee, your uh, leg and foot down to, you know, make a not, – not to put so much pressure in one point, but to spread the weight over a larger area. Like a snowshoe. Exactly. So I did that. And when you do that, you tip to one side or the other. Mm -hmm. And I tipped to one side, and water got all up in my waders. And I had my wading belt tight, and I thought, okay, it's just, it's just up top. I'm fine. I'm fine. Calm down. You're fine. It was cold. It was very cold. And 
I, you know, I worked my left leg free. And when I worked my left leg free, I tipped back to the left, and that's when I totally flooded my waders. And the thing I thought at that point was, okay, you've got a whistle on your lanyard, which I always carry. There's like four or five drift boats in the area and a kayaker. And, and well, no, four or five drift boats and two kayakers. And I thought, okay, worst case scenario, if you really start to go under, blow the whistle, you know, somebody will come help you. And I thought, I really don't want to mess up these guys' day, you know, trying to be nice. But when the water hit my feet, I thought, okay, just calm down. Don't panic. That's that's exactly what I thought was don't panic. Let everything equalize. Calm down. Quit thrashing. Just remain calm. Well, about this time, Carter's upstream laughing at me because he thinks I've fallen in, you know, like just fallen down. He doesn't realize that I am stuck, stuck. And by stuck, stuck, I mean I can't get my legs out stuck. Well, you know, he's up there laughing. He goes, hey, you fell down. I'm like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay, just not now. You know, I gave him a thumbs up. I'm okay. You know, just don't come over here. And then I realized that, okay, my waders are full of water, and I'm stuck. And I and the thing I thought to myself was, don't panic. You'll be fine. I let everything equalize, and I'm trying to make my way out. And there was a kayaker over there, and he said, hey, are you okay? I said, no. I said, no, I'm actually stuck. Um, would you be kind enough to give me a hand? And I'm, I'm remaining calm the whole time. He said, yeah, give me a second. I'll paddle over there. So he paddled over, and he was a new kayaker, and he said, you know, kayak, kayaks are real tippy. I was, I was like, okay, sure, yeah, I know. Been on one lots of times. He said, uh, I said, he said, well, grab on the front. I said, no, tell you what. I said, go ahead and turn. And I said, I'm going to grab onto the back because there's more buoyancy back here. And I said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull myself out of this. I'm going to lose my waders. I'm going to lose my wading boots. I'm going to ditch all my gear on your boat. And, I mean, if he hadn't been there, worst case scenario, I would have dropped my rod, dropped my waders, and swam to safety. So, yeah, I would have been okay. But he was there, and I said, you know, let me put my rod on your boat. Uh, I threw my fly pack up there. Uh and then I threw my waders over the bow of his boat and, you know, put my wading boots up there. So I'm in shorts and pair of socks. And so I, I was real careful, and I grabbed onto the back of his canoe, or I'm sorry, his kayak, and um, he he's doing a little paddling, and I'm trying to get out of this muck, and I finally get sucked out of the muck, and I thought, okay, I'm out of the muck. And I kind of drug my legs behind me as best I could to keep out of that stuff. He paddled, and I kicked a little bit. And he brought me over to the uh, to an area where I could stand up, and I stood up. And, you know, he was a very nice gentleman, and I apologized profusely for, you know, messing up his fishing, although he wasn't catching anything, but that's not the point. He wasn't um, using one of your flies. He was not, and he was I mean, I caught like four fish, and he's standing there, you know, at one point giving me the stink, and I'm like, he's not going to help me. So, you know, <laughs> no, he was a very, very nice guy. But um, I soaked everything. I mean, phone, um, everything. But fortunately, I had a uh, life-proof case, and uh, phone was fine. Wallet was, wallet was trashed. Um, the wallet had – I opened it up at one point, and, like, silty sand poured out of it, like this silty, uh, almost a slurry of sand. And uh, got home, and there was no saving it, so I got to get a new wallet. 
but uh, that's pretty spooky, though, when you think about it. It is, but it. I was. I mean, it. I don't. This is going to sound bad. A less inexperienced person probably would have panicked, but I knew what to do. The first thing is don't panic. Just calm down. You're wet. You know, I. I You're was, not going to get dry at this point. No, no. You're wet. Accept it. Get your stuff off. Get out of there now. On the drive back to from the Watauga to where we were camping was about a twenty-five or thirty-minute drive. I will admit, I threw some uh, towels down on my uh, car seat and set on my rain jacket. And you know, we were riding with the windows down. My shirt was wet. I'm wet from head to toe. Okay, I have no shoes, by the way. And I'll admit, when I got back to the camp, I was I was. I was very, very cold. I was chilled uh, because that water we were in was 53, 54 degrees. And when that hits your chest, it does take your breath away. But that's when people panic. And I I said, okay, you're fine. Calm down. Just relax. Go with it. Because at that point, that's really all you can do. And um, we drove back to the camp. I got on some dry clothes. Immediately got warm. Immediately got hit by a torrential thunderstorm while we're up there. Once I put on dry, I'm I'm dry. I'm per- I'm good. I'm feeling better about myself. And boom, rain. And now I'm wet again. So, there you go. Anyway, well, it, I'm glad you survived. It, Did you get the kayaker's name? His name was John. His name was John. Very nice gentleman. He lives in uh, Elizabethan. Uh, kayak fisherman, spin fisherman. Nice guy. So. Real good guy. Um, I did have a whistle. You know, I could have blown the whistle, and, you know, I'm sure some other people would have come to me. But he, he was in talking distance, and he said, hey, are you okay? I said, mm. I, at first I was like, yeah, I'm fine. And then, you know, I went under, and I was like, mm, no, not so much. You know, I really could use your help. In the meantime, Carter's laughing at me, and you know what? But in all due, in all due uh, deference, if he had waited over there, he would have been as stuck as I was. So there was nothing he could have done to help me. So. Well, I'm glad you made it. All right. Thank you. Tony Sanders Outdoors. We'll be right back. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Spring will soon be here, and you know what that means, grilling and barbecues. You can get everything you need at Don's Meat Shop, 648 Dixon Pike. Don has steaks such as T-bone, porterhouse, ribeyes, and many, many more. You can pick up kebabs, chicken, burgers, pork chops, roasts or fish, and try out their seafood. Be sure to try their summer sausage snack sticks. Don has quality meats and great cooking advice, so give them a call at 423-842-1256. Don's is open six days a week, closed Tuesdays. Check them out at donsmeatshop.com, and be sure to like them on Facebook. Like a good neighbor is not just a saying, it exactly 
describes my friend, Rodney Allen. For nearly 20 years, my family has relied on Rodney for all of our insurance needs. He's been there when my kids were learning to drive, when my wife had been hit by a few deer, and when I needed life insurance to protect my family, as well as when my grandson was born. As you can see, he's not just our agent, he's part of our life. Rodney Allen, 423-847-3881. Like a good friend, Rodney will be there for your family too. 423-847-3881. Welcome back. Got to say a shout out. We got three viewers. This is pretty cool. I mean, we went live for the first time ever on Facebook. We've got uh, William Pettyjohn, Russell Massengill are watching. Uh, Harold Christian was watching. Heath Goins was watching. I guess he realized we really should be listened to and not watched. Uh, thanks, guys, for listening. Appreciate it. And uh, having a good time here trying this new technology. Uh, I just, I mean, I feel all tech technique here here. You know, with the with the, the Skyping and the Facebook living and radio broadcasting, I mean, we're we're just we're getting high tech. We're, we we're high tech rednecks here. Yes, we no are. Doubt. Yes, we are. Hey, we had a um, great time Monday hosting the EMS Week Bass Tournament. This is the second year in a row they've had us there. I guess they can't find real MCs, and so we we show up and help and have a good time. But it is really. You didn't insult any police officers this time either. No. Thank you so much. I told some really good jokes, though. No, you didn't. They were good. But anyway, last year he insulted state troopers, and, you know, those are not people to be taken lightly, and he's insulting them. Uh, Of course, he is a fireman, a former fireman, so that's part of where that was coming from. But, you know, I I don't want to get caught in a crossfire. (laughs) The heck with the rest of it. Uh, But we had a great time, and... um, uh, just we had a really good time. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, and uh, it all went to uh, help the uh, Forgotten Child Fund. So everything raised went to charity. So it was really, really great tournament. Yeah, uh, definitely, definitely had a good time there. So, um, congrats to uh, the big fish was a seven point oh six by Anthony Nash uh, from Warren County. Uh, beautiful fish. And they also took first place, Anthony Nash and Matt Stanley, both of Warren County and Erlanger Life Force. Mm-hmm. So good job for those guys. They they worked hard out there on the on the water. It was a hard day from what we heard from everybody uh, coming in. You know, a lot of different tactics used. And uh, everybody said, you know, there were a lot of, uh, there were a lot of, you know, full, you know, five fish bags. But there were a lot that weren't full five fish bag so it was a rough day on the water because it was you know i don't know if it was the sun if it was you know what was going on but it was just a rough day although i did predict the weight fairly close well i don't disagree with that so um good job good job mm-hmm. now you were going to give some um lightning information is that right yes uh since since We've got one smart aleck out there texting us, talking about the length of your story. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we'll let that slide. <laughs> um, just to let you know, an unexpected thunderstorm can turn up on any of your fishing or hunting or, you know, just even your daily plans. This can really turn into a nightmare. And the effects of lightning strike 
can be catastrophic, especially if you're in a boat. Uh, you can get fried electronics, blown out transducer, or worst-case scenario, death. Uh, according to a NOAA study, 64% of lightning-relating deaths happened while people were enjoying leisure activities, with fishing topping the list at 26 deaths in that year. 26 deaths. Therefore, it's really essential you be prepared. Prevention is the key. The best way to avoid danger is to make sure you're not on the water when the storms hit. If there's a storm coming, keep a weather eye and try and get to an area where you can seek shelter. Other than the lightning strike in your camp, did you guys have to deal with lightning at all? Uh, there was a lot of lightning. Yes, there were. these were really weird storms. There was a lot of cloud-to-cloud lightning, and there was a lot of cloud-to-ground lightning. And we could see it rolling in. Um, these were the, like, summertime pop-up thunderstorms that you always get. So um, the best way to do it is to avoid danger. So uh, if you find yourself, make it back to shore, wait it out. Don't don't spend it out there on the middle of the lake. That's basically what you need to do. Um, so so if you get out there, is, does it give you any hints on what to do? If you out in the middle of the lake and it comes up? Basically try and get to a sheltered cove. Uh, seek shelter on land because, you know. Jump in the water? Uh, no. Um, you know, get rid of, you know, if you're holding a nine-foot, or in my case, you know, a nine-foot graphite rod, that's just tempting God's humor at yeah. that point. So put it down, get to land, seek shelter. And this time of year, you get a lot of these pop-up thunderstorms. So be weather aware. All right. There you go. Stay safe. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, two weeks free fishing day. Lakeside tournament is going to be held for all the kiddies. That's going to be an awesome chance for you to get out there. Uh, that's the only one I saw so far in the Chattanooga area is at Lakeside. So be sure and uh, uh, get out there for that two weeks on June 9th, free fishing day. We'll be right back. She's been nothing but a pain. When the sun's at his back and the wind's Are you a member face. of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Babies Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawn. If you're a homeowner, Babies has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed specifically for this area and provide you with the knowledge to have the lawn that will be the envy of all your neighbors. Don't go buy a bag of something that may or may not work from a big box store. Babies has years of local knowledge and knows what will work in this area. Trust the local experts in fertilizer to assist you with your lawn. Make your neighbors really jealous. Call Babies. If you're a lawn care company owner or are on a landscaping group, Babies can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Call Babies for more information on bulk fertilizer for your lawn care company. Minimum quantities required. So whether you're a homeowner, lawn care company, or just like digging around in the yard, go with the pros at Babies Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at babiesfertilizer.com. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. 
No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a 1,000 guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. got a couple of minutes before the top of the hour I'm trying to think what else uh we got to hit uh next week is the uh, rocky mountain elk banquet it's going to be at the alhambra shrine you gonna go to that yes i am that's always a great banquet june I 2nd love going to that one and that's also uh, the same day that they'll be doing the home builders fishing tournament uh you can reach clay at hbag.org and uh fish that tournament then the uh, Friends of NRA is coming up on the 21st of July. Man, it's coming up quickly. It is. We're going to be at the Westin this year, so looking forward to that. And uh, should have a lot of activity this year for the uh, for the banquet. So it's going to be fun. All right, right on. Cool. What else? Anything else? Nothing else on the calendar. If you want to send us something, send it to TSO on Facebook, and I'll be more than happy to announce it on the air. Absolutely, we will. Um, when we come back, we'll talk about um, a little bit about the, the boating etiquette. Uh, you're going fishing today for bluegill. I am. You're going searching for gill. We're going next week. I was supposed to go taking dog to the vet. I need to ask. I need to ask if if I can get my vet on the air. We had a vet on several years ago, and, and it was a really great show because mm-hmm. uh, people have always have interest about what's happening with their dogs and stuff. Especially in the off season, you know, what do you do to get your dog ready for the fall or you know whenever thing so i'll i'll ask her today if she'll come on the air cool i think it'd be fun because she has uh quite familiar with sporting dogs so i'm sure and i can ask her about my pet fish other animals pet fish which pet fish well i used to have a pet fish but he had a burial at sea <laughs> oh good lord Blush. jokes can you believe this gene this is what he was doing it was what he was doing when we were emceeing the event he's telling these really bad jokes like uh what was it what does a fish say when it hits a wall damn well you made gene you, likes it gene likes, gene likes it <laughs> it's 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 six o'clock in the morning gene likes anything that's you know not disturbing him so all right we're gonna go uh, let you listen to the top of the hour news when we come back got uh, actually quite a few things to talk about tony sanders outdoors we'll be right back send lawyers guns and money
Don't stop that podcast now. That's only one half of the show. We'll be right back with the second half of Tony Sanders Outdoors. I'm Don King for your Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency. Hunter education is required for anyone born on or after January 1st, 1969, before hunting in our state. Tennessee's program is recognized nationally as one of the best. Choose from online or traditional classroom instruction. Visit tnwildlife.org for classes in your area. Tighten your life vests, wrap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Welcome back. Hour number two of Tony Sanders Outdoors. You know, I guess I'm going to have to break down and give you some, some credit in the show name, too, eventually. How's that? I mean, you've been here for how long? 19, 20 years? <laughs> no, it just seems like it. About uh, eight. I'm thinking eight. Oh, I guess we could change it to Tony and Rob Outdoors. No, it's it's Tony Sanders Outdoors with your with with your co-host, the trout professor, who always has a bad joke or something along. I mean, I'm kind of always the, has a bad joke. There's no doubt. Yeah, I'm kind of the sidekick to you know. I'm ha- I'm <laughs> hey, I'm happy to be the Robin to your Batman. I mean, <laughs> you know, happy to do that. Oh, you're too funny. You're too funny. All right, uh, where were we going? We said we had some things to cover. Um, uh, don't know if you want to go there yet, um, but uh, we've got boating etiquette also. No. You don't want to do that yet? Okay. No. Uh, there was something that um, I don't know what it was now. Or should we do it when we come back? But I forgot. Anyway. Okay. Uh, we can talk a little bit at, uh, about the uh, uh, fish and wildlife. Uh, two weeks ago, I mentioned it some the first hour last week, but we set our seasons for the next two years, which is kind of a, a change mm-hmm. uh, from the uh, Fish and Wildlife. We've gone to a two-year seating, ses- season setting, and, and the reason for it is this. Um, number one, people like consistency. They don't like to see a lot of changes, and so by setting it for two years, um you'll know what's going to happen for the next two years. This is what it is. Like it or not, this is the deal. Um, now, there are some things that we can we can, we can can open it up anytime and make changes. If there's something that comes up that is a necessity, uh, we, can, we can open it up and do it. It's set in stone but can be changed it's, if needed. Exactly. It's more like painted on rock. It's set in stone. Fair enough. Okay, I, I'll, that's a very good analogy. Very so, good. so there, it's it's. I think it's a good thing. Uh, the the downside, and some of the commissioners are arguing against it, is that's probably the most important thing that we do is set seasons and things like that. And as evidenced by the one letter I sent you, there's people that wished we wouldn't set the seasons. Yeah, <laughs> we would let them do it apparently well we'll talk about that later but i i I think also from a biologic standpoint one year data is not good i I mean it could be an off year it could be a drought year it could be a flood year uh you're not going to get consistent data two years you've got a good baseline sure 
Um, so I think the bio, I think this really helps out the biologist. I agree. So big I, big thing was is we've gone back, which I know you'll appreciate. We've gone back to the three inch uh, antler limit. Yay. Uh, which uh, I think most people were wanting us to do, and so we've done that. Um, I need to write my commissioner a thank you letter. Yeah, please do. Um, scroll back up. Oh. Let's see. So we did that. Um, we made some changes to some WMAs. Probably the biggest change, and it's been interesting. Uh, and, and, yes, folks, I do pay attention to what you say on Facebook. I may not get on there and respond because I don't want to honestly don't want to get into a pissing battle with you on Facebook. If you got a question or a problem, my phone number's out there. Give me a call and we'll talk. But I'm not going to get into an argument on Facebook with somebody that I may or may not know. Um, but I do read I do read a lot of the comments, and it is real interesting. The it, it's like there's nobody in between. You either like it or you don't. There's no in between. And one of the things that we did was. Um, we ended the beardless turkey harvest in the fall. And there's a lot of things going on. And the um, National Wild Turkey Federation actually wanted us to make six changes, significant radical changes in my mind. Three-week hunting season. Okay. They wanted to take the turkeys down to two that you could harvest. The most interesting one, and 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 they had they had reasons for everything that they suggested. Uh, they wanted to limit your ability to kill in the first week of the season one bird. They said that, and 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 here was the I love this is a part of the biology. I really I thought it was pretty cool. They said what happens is, and, and, and I think most everybody listening or whatever would, would agree with this, when you take out a dominant bird, the next dominant bird steps up. Right. Okay? That's what happens. What nobody realized until they really got into the study is the females look at that next dominant bird and say, uh, no, you're not my type. And huh. so the theory was when you take out these dominant birds, which are the ones that you take out in the early part of the season, the females just say, okay, they just moved to the next bird to be bred. Uh, no, they don't. They're like, uh, no, dude, you were weak before, and just because the other dude is gone doesn't mean I'm going to shack up with you. Interesting. And so I thought that was fascinating. That is. And and I and I, I talked to the biologist there, and I said I want to I want to know more about this mm-hmm. because that just completely changes the entire concept I had about animal husbandry when it related to all animals. Um, you know, they're not humans. They're not. They don't have a conscience, so they're not this. You know, oh, you're you. You're a little slutty there, girl. You know, they don't think that way, right? That's a, that's what we what we do, right? Right. So we all thought, or I think a lot of people really thought that, hey, that bird's gone. I'm gonna shack up with you, dude. And that's not what's happening. And so that's why they wanted to limit the harvest to one dominant bird during that first week, because they felt like that the second week those dominant birds get a little smart and they start backing off and you start taking the less dominant birds. 
So the hens very are, fascinating. So the hens are sitting out there going, "I miss Tom." Yes, that's exactly right. And I just thought that was really fascinating. That is. Uh, see what else did they want to change? Um, so what we did, there there was a lot of discussions. We've we've got this study going on, uh, being done by the UT. Uh, so we have all this stuff going on. So what we said is, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to back off of the the hen harvest in the fall because forget all the biology and all the arguments and all the things that are going on. What we do know beyond any other information is with less hens, you have less eggs. Right. And you'll have less hatch. Now, that may not be the only issue, and we're looking into all those other issues, but we felt like that if we could stop the beardless harvest, which is most likely going to be the hens, that we had better opportunity to have more birds out there producing young. Makes sense. Okay, so that was that was one of the ways we went, and there was one other change that we made on the, the turkeys. I don't remember what it is now. Uh, I know we... We did the WMA thing too, where we uh, changed the um, how some of the hunting on that, but that that's you know very particular to a WMA, so you need to really make sure there. So uh, the other thing that we added, which was kind of interesting, was a uh, velvet harvest or a three-day season. It's the fourth. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So the fourth Friday is the key, and then the Saturday and Sunday following. A three-day hunt, archery only, to take a buck in velvet. Okay. Uh, Kentucky, a lot of states do this. We have a lot of people go up to Kentucky to hunt. I've been really amazed to watch the comments about it. And the one thing, I, lo- I love the, the, the guys that are for it, right? It's and, and, and ladies that are for it. It's it's so funny. People are well, your meat's gonna spoil, you're gonna do this and that. Well don't go, dude. It's okay. You don't have but to. But if I want to go, I can. Right. It, and there was one some guy on there said, You know, what are you guys complaining about? That's Florida hunting season. We yeah. know how to deal with meat. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. And so and that was a good point. Some people just have a desire to get out there and take a buck in velvet and uh, a lot of my friends have done it and and watching the post and stuff is pretty interesting anyway we established it we're going to see what happens uh see if people really do like it uh but it's not a bonus it's not a bonus buck you still get your two um so if you take one in velvet you can take one later and then you're done for bucks okay now here's here's the downside to that according to to some of the people is at that point in time, the bucks are still in bachelor groups, and it'll be a little bit easier to take out. You mm, know, maybe I think this commission is as much pro hunter as I've seen in a long time, because I, I, I keep I keep I'm I'm sitting in on the discussions and I hear them, and and the driving force seems to be what can help the hunter. Another thing that came up that was kind of interesting was this incidental take of elk. So the deal was this. If there's there's a, the elk restoration zone, then you have the um, 
counties that surround the restoration zone. If a elk is outside that, it is considered a nuisance elk. And when we brought them back, we said we're going to keep them confined to this. So if they get out of this area, then anybody can take them. You can take them out because they are nuisance. And and so that that in theory sounds good. And and I really um, I was uneasy. You know, you you, you got to work with TWRA, and so I, I hated voting against this concept. Uh, but what we wanted was, okay, no, 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 no. Before we get into this taking, incidental taking, if we're going to let people harvest these elk, then let's get a elk season for them to harvest them. It's going to be very limited around the elk zone. Right. But let's, let's, let's come up with something to allow people to take them other than them just getting shot because you happen to be in the right place. Because the the big concern I had was I see setting up a business right around those counties and saying, okay, here's a really good pl- place to take an elk. Uh, maybe I can lure some elk this way. You know, there's there was a lot of things about it. Yeah. Now, we're going we're gonna to go back and revisit it. That's not the issue. We want to get it done. But we want it to be a little more controlled than just anybody can take an, an elk if they an incidental shot because they happen to be in the right place at the right time. No, that makes a lot of sense, and I think setting a season would be the way to go, especially if you got, you know, you're a farmer and you're on a bordering county and you got some corn, you got an elk in there, he's damaging crops. I can shoot him, and well, and we didn't change that at all, right? If you're a farmer that is right. being damaged by the elk, you can still get a, a depredation tag. That's right. not a problem, right? But I'm saying if that farmer, you know cuts down part of the field and starts inviting all his friends. Hey, I got elk coming over into this field. Come on, y'all, let's go. They've wandered out of that zone. Let's go ahead and just, you know, take them out. And when we come back here, I'm going to talk about the air bows because there's a lot of controversy over that. It's not what you think it was. Um, but when we come back, we'll talk about that, what we actually ended up passing. And... TWRA, uh, the commission is coming to Chattanooga in July. So uh, you can actually go and watch the meetings and sit in on the meetings and make comments and things in July. We'll be here then, and uh, we'll be at the Westin downtown. So, All right, we'll be right back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. The good Lord only knows all the stories it could tell. Granddaddy's gone. If you need any outdoor supplies, there's only one place to go, Sportsman's Warehouse. They have all the equipment you need, as well as a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. If you want a firearm, then check out the thousands of guns they have on the shelf. If you don't see one you want, go to sportsmanswarehouse.com. Choose from over 6,700 models they have, and they will ship it directly to the store. Everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Spring will soon be here, and you know what that means, grilling and barbecues. You can get everything you need at Don's Meat Shop, 648 Hicks and Pike. Don has steaks such as T-bone, porterhouse, ribeyes, and many, many more. You can pick up kebabs, chicken, burgers, pork chops, roasts or fish, and try out their seafood. Be sure to try their summer sausage snack sticks. Don has quality meats and great cooking advice, so give them a call at 423-842-1256. Don's is open six days a week, closed Tuesdays. Check them out at donsmeatshop.com and be sure to like them on Facebook. 
If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Leaves are turning, there's a chill in the air. Oh, nope. we got to work on the music because nope. leaves aren't turning and there is definitely not a chill in the air right now. It's like humid and hot outside right now. <laughs> Let's go to Beaver Man. Good morning, Beaver Man. Hey, Rob. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you, sir? Okay. Uh, we still buddies? Oh, right on. Yeah, no way. It was a great trip, man. Although you almost became my permanent co-host. <laughs> well... You know, I you can't blame me. I mean, I, I would have gone and rescued my friend, but the fish would bite. I mean, I, what am I supposed to do? Stop fishing? He had the fly. He did. <laughs> I gave him the fly, and he start he you know he started hooking up, and you know if the fishing's good, you know the fishing's good. Yeah, what you you, you drowning's irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a, it was a good time. I, I did manage to yank a couple of wild trout out with night crawlers too, because. Um, I met an old man up there on the side of Stony Creek. He came riding up on a four-wheeler. He's like, hi, brother, how you doing down there? Oh, not so good. Yeah, you and them flying rods, uh, man, what you need to do is go get you some night crawlers. So I figured, you know, take the, lo- the advice of the locals. Right. Go and get some night crawlers. Now, Rob would not, he, he may have glanced over at him, but he would not touch him. He would not consider hooking up he is a he is a uh he is definitely a fishing snob i am not yes you are okay maybe well he he's an angler and not just a a meat dangler so although i will say the water was so dark at that point we'd had so much rain that they couldn't have seen a fly in there if they had to i mean we were we were fishing almost cafe Olay at at one point i mean it was really <laughs> exactly. really turbid and yeah it was uh it was an interesting trip of course you know we get invited back every year by the farmer only because we always bring the rain yeah they and they, they call this particular group and it waters it in for him they call this particular group that i i didn't know this prior to my going they call them the drought busters <laughs> because it'll be like you know no rain for like months and then this one group shows up and they get like a year's worth of rain in a in like a three day weekend. Yeah, that's us. We we can make it rain. So it's uh, it's always a good time. Rob fit right in with the whole group of miscreants, and um, <laughs> fun was had. Food was eaten. Yes, and um, everybody had a good a grand old time. It, it was a great time. It was and and everybody up there was just. Uh, there were some really good sticks up there. There's some guys up there that I know have, you know, are just really excellent anglers. Everybody up there was a great angler, but there were some guys up there that were just amazing. I, you know, I, I love just picking their brains and chatting with well, them. JT's 
we've got an open invitation with JT to come back up when the weather is nice and okay. fish with him. All right. Or, you know, we can go slap Stony Creek and just pound the heck out of the trout when uh, when they can see us. So. All right. And JT is actually from here. His father owned, and I know you don't like other call letters, but since it was the first radio station in Chattanooga, WDOD, back in the 20s, and the first large, you know, high-powered clear-channeled station. And my grandfather worked for JT's dad back in the 20s and 30s in radio. And um, anyway, he's a, he's a good man. He's our spiritual leader. And um, so we, we'll go back up sometime this summer on a quick trip where it's not going to pour down rain. And we can uh, hit the rivers and the creeks and, and do some real fishing. Sounds good. Sounds good. So, anyway, yeah, we had a big old time. Enjoyed listening to you guys. We're going to Alabama today to take our toys and go back home because the farmer wants to change the rules again and is being a a big puta in, um, in his praise of the almighty dollar. So, hmm. we're going down to take our stuff, go home. And then leave his gate open just out of spite. <laughs> I love it. All right, Beaverman, you have fun. All right, gentlemen, take care. Thanks. See ya. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Mm-hmm. I will say Carter caught some really big smallmouth. There was one that we measured was like eighteen and a quarter. Wow. I mean, really nice smallmouth. So. All right, we got just a few minutes, so let me wrap up the the. Tennessee Fish and Wildlife meeting. Um, air guns. Air guns. All right. That is the best way to describe it. Air gun. It's not a bow per se. And, and folks, I and everybody else on the commission realize it's not a bow. Uh, so there was there was this concept that we were going to allow these air guns, which actually shoots a bolt like a crossbow except for it's much longer the bolt's like 26 inches wow yeah i mean my my compound bow is 28 so mm-hmm. the the arrow so it's like okay so it's real close to an arrow but it uses compressed air um what we were not comfortable making this available to people to use during the bow season because they're very fast 450 feet a second uh, and they're very um, they're very accurate. You can use them during gun season, perfectly legal. Not muzzleloader, which is is still kind of I'm a little confused about, but we'll, I won't even go there. But it is available during gun season. We did make it available in bow season for one of four types. We TWRA has a license that's available to people that meet a level of disability. There are four types. Legally blind, intellectually challenged, disabled veteran. Now, not just any disabled veteran. You have to be at least 30% disabled due to war or war zones. And you or 100% disabled. That's the two that can get this license. And the final one 
is anyone else that is confined to a wheelchair. That's the four licensed types. They can use air bows or air guns with shoots arrows. Right. Um, no one else can until gun season. So that's what was passed. Regardless of what you hear out there, that's what was passed. So um, that's kind of the deal. Uh, the only other thing that was significant um, is beginning in March of 2019, you can no longer use natural urine deer scents. And that was all to prevent chronic wasting disease. Mm-hmm. So uh, that one has turned out to be somewhat controversial. A lot of people are ticked off about that. Uh, granted, the Tucker Buck, which is the world record buck, was taken using natural urine deer scent, mm-hmm. JNS, out of Cleveland. But as of March 19th, 19, March 2019, that will no longer be legal in Tennessee. I also saw where the use of aerial drones is illegal for the purpose of hunting. Uh, so I thought that, I mean, you know, with the with the prevalence of drones nowadays, it's, it's really unique that y'all actually address that particular issue. So. Uh, and something, I forgot what caused that, I don't remember, but yes, that... Uh, that is something came up, and somebody brought up, I think it was Bill Swan brought up, that when you go to, like, Alaska, and, you you know, because up there you fly into your camps most of the time, uh, you can't hunt for six or seven hours after you land. Right. You know, and then there's there's a couple of states that won't allow you to hunt the day you fly. Right. So uh, the concept was we're not going to let you take a drone up, spot where the animals are, and then immediately go hunt. Makes sense. So, that was that was the theory behind it. So, that's um, kind of it in a nutshell. All right. I hear the music. And you went to Cookville recently, so. Crossville. Crossville, sorry. Yeah, we'll talk about Wrong that seat. when we come back. Uh, open house at TWRA in Region 3. Kind of cool. Tony Sanders Outdoors. We'll be right back. Like a good neighbor is not just a saying. It exactly describes my friend, Rodney Allen. For nearly 20 years, my family has relied on Rodney for all of our insurance needs. He's been there when my kids were learning to drive, when my wife had been hit by a few deer, and when I needed life insurance to protect my family, as well as when my grandson was born. As you can see, he's not just our agent. He's part of our life. Rodney Allen, 423-847-3881. Like a good friend, Rodney will be there for your family too. 423-847-3881. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawn. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed specifically for this area and provide you with the knowledge to have the lawn that will be the envy of all your neighbors. Don't go buy a bag of something that may or may not work from a big box store. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and knows what will work in this area. Trust the local experts in fertilizer to assist you with your lawn. Make your neighbors really jealous. Call Beatty's. If you're a lawn care company owner or are on a landscaping group, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Call Beatty's for more information on bulk fertilizer for your lawn care company. Minimum quantities required. 
So whether you're a homeowner, lawn care company, or just like digging around in the yard, go with the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer. 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Chronic wasting disease affects white-tailed deer, mule deer, elk, and moose populations in many states. We are CWD-free in Tennessee and are counting on hunters to keep it that way. Remember, if you hunt out of state for big game animals, it's very important that you learn the proper way to bring those harvested animals home. New restrictions are in place for good reason. Learn more at tnwildlife.org. Please help us keep Tennessee CWD-free. Show's flying by this morning. We'll have to get Gino back in here so everybody can see who pushes our buttons every day. Oh, yeah. See, now this this is making more songs, sense on the song. So you're, you're doing good, Gino. Gino can make or break a show. Oh, yeah. He can make it sound good or make it sound like idiots. Well, we yeah, can that's do that not his doing. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty much, yeah, that's not his doing. Hey, uh, Sportsman's Warehouse Memorial Day sale. I, I, you know, I, I stumbled on some gift cards I have from Sportsman's Warehouse. I forgot did about you them. I forgot about them. You squirreled them away. I did. Um, they had a deal going a few months ago where they gave you a $25 gift card for every you, something you bought. I forgot what the deal was. But I was planning on buying some, what was it, uh, those, the boots, the muck boots. muck boots. Muck boots, yeah. And so what I did was, is I did the deal, I got a couple of hundred dollars worth of gift cards, and then I didn't buy the boots. I didn't like the boots. Okay. So I probably should have thought of that first before I bought it. But I had no doubt that I was going to buy the boots. Until I started trying them on, and I just didn't like them. Right. So I, I had all these gift cards, and I used some of them. But the other day, I was cleaning up some mail. You know, of course, tax season, I don't spend a lot of time looking at anything other than taxes. So I was cleaning off my desk, and I found $125 worth of gift cards. I'm like, Sweet. Hey, found money. Sweet. So now I'm like, Okay, what am, and and the the funny part is I've I've spent hundreds of dollars at Sportsman's since I got the gift cards, but I just keep forgetting I had them. So now I'm I'm going to go and and I'm, I'm going to add to my collection of something. Nice. I'm 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 getting there. I'm getting there. So I was at Sportsman's Friday actually. I had to pick up some. Uh jig head hooks and a few other little items for my fishing trip today so i'm not going fishing i don't know what the deal is i didn't get invited fishing last week i didn't get invited fishing today now wait a minute you were invited but you had obligations to which you couldn't could not get out of justifiably okay uh i do want to do a shout out to uh to ben buyer a good friend of ours who's We've talked about quite a bit, uh, and he listens. And Ben's brother suddenly passed away yesterday, unexpectedly, I believe. Uh, that's the way I took it. And uh, and so just uh, 
keep keep our friend Ben in uh, in your thoughts and prayers. He's having a he's having a tough time. Great sense of humor. Great uh, great attitude. Uh, he's he's had some health issues that he's worked through and uh, really like Ben and uh, and. Yeah, his birthday was actually last Saturday, and you were out of town. I was out of town. Neither one of us could go to it, uh, so we're gonna we're gonna sneak over and have lunch with him at some point here in the very near future. But uh, Ben's having a little tough time. Uh, Gene, I cannot read the screen. I don't know who's on line one. Um, Screen's messed up here at the radio range. Oh, that may be Ben. Hold on, that may be Ben. Hey, this is Tony. Go. You're on the air. Yeah, how are we doing? It is Ben. It is Ben. Hey, Ben. I, I, hope, yes. I didn't. I couldn't. Honestly, our our screen in here is messed up. I didn't know that was you on there. Yeah, I want to thank you for that, Tony. It's 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 been a tough week. Birthday is down, but I I'm doing okay and and got it all together a little bit now. Well, well happy I, birthday, sir. Yeah, I sure hate well, I sure hated missing do. your birthday. And you too, Rob. Thanks, sir. And I was I was out at the Pecan Grove here talking to one of the employees here. And uh, I was telling him, I said, yeah, I've got these friends have a radio show. I said, you do this again. He said, well, I'm Soddy Daisy. So it turns out, oh, turns gotcha. out we were talking. What about that? Hmm. <laughs> that is That is funny. Well, Ben, now you take care of yourself, man. I was, I was, uh, I, I really, I, I'm sorry to hear about your brother, and uh, yeah, uh, you, you're you're like part of the family here. So I sure, I sure felt bad to hear that. Well, y'all have a good day. Thank you, Ben. And y'all take care. All right, man. We'll do, buddy. Talk to you soon. All right, bye. Bye. Hey, Mark. Hey, how you doing, fellas? Good, and yourself? I'm doing well. Um, I bought a kayak a couple years ago, about a year and a half ago, and I haven't had it nowhere yet because life just got busy. But somebody was telling me about the rules of kayaking water, and there's a lot of the same stipulations for a boat as far as the whistle and things like that. Could y'all cover that? Yeah, uh, and probably the biggest thing, and in, in, in Rob's pulling up the exact directs, but probably here's the biggest thing. Uh, if you're out in the times when you have to have lights, then you have to have lights on your kayak. Uh, and a lot of people don't do that. Uh, I, w- I did a patrol with TWRA a few or last year, and um, that was the biggest thing we were doing was running people off the river because they were out after dusk and they had no lights on their kayak. So you got to have the lighting. Um, trying to think of some of the other rules. You got to have a life jacket. Got to have a, a. I think it's type three, a wearable life jacket. You, right. You got to have a wearable life jacket, uh, and. You don't have to wear it, but I, again, I don't understand why you you have a life jacket and you don't wear it. Um, so there's a couple of other things you don't have to, you don't have to register, so that's one of the things that you don't have to do. Uh, obviously, you don't need a fire extinguisher because there's not anything there to burn. Um, what else though? Uh, you're going to need a. Uh, I'm trying to think. A wearable life vest, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, and 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 the your your rear light, your stern light, has to be a three hundred and sixty degree light. Right. Uh, and so they actually make some really bright 
uh, LED 360-degree uh, battery-operated lights that you can mount on the back of your... Uh, and it, it needs to be elevated, so it's got to be able to be seen above you, so it's got to be elevated. The other thing that's not required but I do see is a... Uh, a flag. You remember the old bicycle flags? I don't. I, I say that. I don't know how old you are. When I was a kid, we had these, you know, oh, yeah. big old buggy whip flags with an orange thing. Orange oh, yeah. triangle on. I see a lot of people with those on the back of their kayak, and I think that's a great idea. Well, the thing that my my friend pointed to me was he had to have a whistle. You know, on the boat, you got to have a a horn and several things that. Uh, and I know. I want to clarify that as far as some type of sounding device i don't know about that but let me we'll check that out and uh we'll we'll check that out in the Let's commercial break and see what we've got unless you found it real quick uh da, 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 da. less than 34 point feet you need some means of signaling uh so that would be a whistle yeah uh let's see here uh recreational vessels that are less than 16 feet in length uh Need a says here. Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to read it real quick. Yeah, let let us mark. Let's check that out in a break, and we'll we'll come back and give you that information. Thank you. Y'all have a good day. Thank you so much. All right, let's go do our final break. Uh, don't forget the Alhambra Shrine Gun Shows. No, nope, nope, nope. Back up, Camp Jordan. RK show is happening at Camp Jordan today. Uh, and the uh, the hours are I'm stalling I'm stalling nine to five today and nine to four tomorrow nine to five today nine to four tomorrow at Camp Jordan Arena Tony Sanders Outdoors will be right back. Well, every spring for five long years I've been chasing down the same long beard. It's get up early and I give him all I got. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a 1,000 guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. 
Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawns. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed for this area and provide you with knowledge to have a lawn that is the envy of all your neighbors. If you're a lawn care company owner, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Go to the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors, wrapping it up this Saturday morning. Mark, we cannot determine whether you need to have a whistle or not. I would say whistles are cheap, and I would have one, because I do think it's very important to have. Always handy. And one chart shows any boat less than 34 feet has to have one, uh, a sounding device, which a whistle would qualify. But when I get to the kayaks, it talks about a throwable and lights. So I'm I'm not sure, but uh, a plastic whistle is pretty cheap. Yeah, and and definitely always handy. Well, you had one. You talked about having one on your. Uh, yeah, I've got one. You on got, my... When you got in trouble waiting the other day. Yeah, I've got one on my lanyard. I always keep one, but I, honestly, I always kept one on it for bears. Uh, you know to, you know blow at bears and you know let them yeah. know I'm in the area. But I also... keep a I keep a 44 Magnum on my lanyard for bears. Probably a lot better than a whistle. I mean, you know. All, all, all y'all here is tweet, tweet, crunch, 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 nom, 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 nom. <laughs> hey, I see, uh, I see my buddy Thomas Shields is uh, watching National Guard, who's been uh, out for the last three weeks doing uh, his annual training. And so, Thomas, thanks for tuning in, buddy, and uh, have a safe trip home. I don't know they're, where they're at, somewhere between there and here. So, sweet. Uh, I'll work with Thomas, and it's always been kind of interesting to. There, there's so much that goes on in a in a soldier's life that you don't think about, and so I've got to kind of experience that with him, and uh, and it's it's not easy. So definitely appreciate them more and more. This is Memorial Day weekend, and and it is it 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 drives me crazy that people don't. Memorial Day is to honor the people that gave their lives in service of our country. Um, you know, you you can you know you can be nice to a veteran that's not what i'm saying but today or this weekend and monday is to honor the people that gave their lives uh it's kind of a big deal and uh so you know yeah the guys who went to foreign lands and stayed there yeah exactly so thank you so much for uh for everybody that serves and but remembering i saw a really cool uh meme that said uh you know everybody has memorial day one day a year and then it showed a picture of a family and a, and a folded flag and it says for them it's memorial day every day yeah so so it really truly is uh jimmy holt passed away legendary outdoorsman and uh you, you watched him when you were growing up in uh in nashville or in murfreesboro yep saw him um many many times on public television saw him actually uh interview uh president carter and uh Former president, uh, or former uh, former governor uh, McWhorter, yep. um, both big outdoorsmen. Learned a lot about Jimmy Carter. Big fly fisherman too. Yeah, yeah. So uh, don't forget uh, free fishing day coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, next week is Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation banquet, um, and the uh, Home Builders Association 
Thanks, everybody that tuned in to uh, uh, Carl just tuned in from Sportsman's Warehouse, even. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. It's been fun. We'll have to do it again. We've got a lot of people watching, and I appreciate it. And uh, thank you so much. Tony Sanders Outdoors, see you next week. You've been listening to a podcast of the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors show. Please subscribe to our service to get updated shows weekly throughout the year. Like us on all the social medias to keep up with what's going on on Tony Sanders Outdoors.